When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a view from the Bullins podcast. Listen to all the latest news and inside track from Goodison Park. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Jack Kemp and Ben Stanley. Jack, you've missed a couple of episodes. Everton faced a trip to London on Sunday, a 2pm kickoff against Brentford. Many Evertonians are saying it's a must-win game. Do you share those sentiments? Um, must win. I, th- I think so, Mick. Um, it's it's must not lose. I can tell you that it, it's one hundred percent must not lose. Um, I think looking at the fixtures ahead, it probably is then must win because um, we you know the best will in the world. You know Liverpool a few days after it's tough. 
Um, I think Leicester are coming up. Uh, I think Chelsea's coming up. There's some really tough games coming up in December. Um, I think at the start of the season, you'd have looked at this game and would have said, yeah, we can go there and get three points. Um, and they're a funny team, Brentford. Um, you know, I've had some really good results at home. I've obviously beaten Arsenal, drew with Liverpool. They gave Chelsea a really, really good game. They've won at West Ham, I think, earlier in the season. But then they lost at home to Norwich. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's must not lose at all costs. Um, but, you know, a point, you know, well, if we travel back on... Sunday, are we going to be happy with a point? You know, what is it at the minute? One point in six, two points in seven, then it would be. And then you're looking at Liverpool game, you know, how much confidence are Everton going to go into that game? You know, are we genuinely going to be predicting a win against Liverpool? I'm certainly not with the way they're playing and the way Everton are playing. So, yeah, I've gone round the houses with that one, Mick. But I think, yeah, it, it's, it's probably must win, to be honest, mate. Lee, looking at Brentford, they're not in great form themselves. No wins in five in the league. No wins against Newcastle, Norwich, Burnley, Leicester and Chelsea. So Everton in the rut that we are, obviously a host of injuries in a bit of a, a bit of turmoil. It's on paper, it's not a bad game really, is it, for the Everton players, the Everton management to look at and think, you know what, it is winnable. Yeah, of course it is. And I think it's easy for us to be blinded at the minute by all the negativity. Obviously, we're on a horrific run. Um you know, every every week we seem to have a new injury to contend with. A lot of negativity surrounding the club. But if you just look at the game as a singular, um, like you say, they're not in great form. You know, if Norwich can go there and get a win, if 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 we were if we had a full strength side, you'd be looking at this and 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 it's almost a a game that you fully expect to win. Now, obviously, I don't think you can go as far as to say it's you know we expect to win on Sunday just because of the predicament that we find ourselves in. But it's a game that we can win, and for me, I, I you know I do think it's a must-win, especially with the fixtures that we've got coming up. And like Jack said, there with the Merseyside derby three days later, we have to go into that game with some sort of boost in confidence. You know, I'd hate to go into it on, on well, dread to think on the back of a defeat or even a draw. Like you say, I don't think that gives us much momentum at all. Um, but they're they're an energetic outfit. Um, they're no slouches, put it that way. Um, they've had a few good results showing that they're capable of matching anyone on the day um, but as for Everton we've got to do all of the things that we've we've called out as things that aren't happening at the minute and that's win our battles that's we, we have to put more effort in we have to run harder and that's a tough task at the minute because as Benitez has said after the game at the weekend you know we're asking players who normally wouldn't be asked, be asked to play every single game week in week out to put shifts in every week and you know there's, there's burnouts happening you know we off air we've mentioned Alan Andros Townsend you know there's players who are literally running themselves into the ground and and that you know how much is left in the tank but we're going to have to find it from somewhere it's an absolutely huge game I think I've looked at the table and if, if, if we were to lose and results didn't go our way we could be as low as 16th or 17th at the end of the weekend and if you'd have said that after that Brighton trip <laughs> You know, where we'd won four or draw one, was it? Um, you know, you'd have thought you were mad. Uh, but that's how the season's panned out. It's an absolutely huge game. I hope for you lads going down there on Sunday that we can somehow pull a performance out from somewhere. Um, and I think we need a performance as well. We need to see something 
Uh, obviously, the results massive, but I think we need to see a change in mentality and and, and drive and application. And if, and if the game just gone isn't enough to kick kick them up the backside, I don't know what is. So let's just hope that we find something and get three points on Sunday. And do you, do you also share the, the thoughts that it's maybe a must-win game for Rafa Benitez's tenure? I know it's still early days, but many Evertonians are now starting to, to wonder where we go from here. So looking at the, the fixture list, and it's, it's a tough fixture list that we have coming up, do you think it's almost, well, at least a must-not-lose for Rafa Benitez? I said on the, the podcast you did after the Manchester City game, for me, we've got to win. Um, simply, I feel like it's three points. It's a massive, a massive ask from these players. Do I think that these sets of players have got it in them to bounce back? No, I don't. I don't think they've got the the, the grit and they're not going to bounce back and show the fans that they care. So I'm not looking forward to going down on Sunday. I know, I understand we've got a lot of injuries. The spine of the team is completely wiped out. Obviously, Yerry Mean is potentially back in the fold. The core race floating around 50-50. And obviously, we're not going to be seeing Calvert-Lewin for still a few more weeks. So if you take any spine out of any any football team in this in this in this league, you're going to struggle regardless of any game, because them three are the spine of the team. Now losing Damari Gray on top, I just can't see where the goals are going to come from. I can't see where we're going to create chances. I can't see how we're going to score, and it's just a bit of a depressing time really to be an Evertonian. And I'm hope I proved wrong on Sunday. I hope the players that are put out there put a real fight and really have a go. Just something we can get behind. Something that we can just. A bit of passion, a bit of fight as I continue to go on all the time on this podcast. But regardless, it's going to be extremely difficult. The thing is with Brentford, Nick, is they're extremely um, energetic. They don't give you a second on the ball. They're like bees everywhere. They just close you down and hunt in packs. Now, Everton playing against any energetic team always seems to struggle. And they got big Ivan Tony up front. If we play Michael Keane, that's going to give me nightmares. It really, really is. He's going to be their danger man. Mbrembo's played really well up front with him. They've got Fernandez, the keeper, who I think is a really good keeper as well. So they've got good players. They've got a manager who got them firing at the beginning of the season. But as you said, they're on a bit of a bad run. So now is probably the time to play them. But they'll be rubbing their hands at the... The expectation of playing us with such an injury-stricken side and really bad form. Uh, I think we are 20th in the form table with one win in nine games. So the pressure's mounting. And if we don't get some sort of result on Sunday, the derby is going to be toxic. Just hope the players can prove me wrong. And I'm sure we're going to get onto it shortly, but we've got to come up with some idea of getting goals. Do we go five at the back? Do we play Dean as a wing-back? give him the freedom to go down that wing because obviously he's quite defensively recently this season. So it's going to be a difficult ask for Rafael Benitez and the players, but I just don't think they've got it in them. I just hope they surprise me. Mm, yeah, and Jack, Ben touched on goals. Everton are struggling for goals at the moment. We've no Richarlison and of course still no Dominic Calvert-Lewin. We're left with Salomon Rondon, Cenk Tosin, Ellis Sims, they were in the matchday squad at Manchester City. So which one of those would you probably start with? Maybe one, maybe two? Or would you even go with a false nine? You know, like Ben's just said, Everton have got to go down to Brentford with a game plan. And obviously, if we're going to try and win the game, we obviously need to score. So who would you like to see lead the line for Everton? Um, not Tosin. Um, certainly not him. I've seen nothing from Rondon that makes me think he can lead the line effectively. Um, it's a big ask for Sims. It, it really is. 
Um, I know we were just talking off air then. Um, I think Hollywood might might not, you know, a lot of fans might not agree, um, but I think I would go. I think if Yerry Mina's back, which from what you were saying, Mick, off air, that there's a, there's a good chance. And I think this is a game where you almost, almost look at the players you've got available and you pick the best 11 footballers and you get them onto that football pitch. And for me, with what is available, Yerry Mina, Ben Godfrey and Michael Keane will be in that best 11 players. So for me, I'd start all three of them at the back. Um, I'd play Coleman and Dean as sort of wing-backs with Alan and Delph. And then a front three of, of Gordon, um, Townsend and Awobi, which oh, it gives me shivers just saying it really. But um, that's front, that those three could be quite fluid, um, quite interchangeable. Um, they, they, can all, they can all move, they can all run. They're not going to particularly hold the ball up. Um, but it might make us maybe play on the counter, play the ball on the deck a little bit more. Um, I, I just don't have enough confidence, Mick, in the three that you said to think, well, we'll go with one of them. Um, you know, if anything, I'd rather than maybe come on with 20 minutes to go against a tiring back four. I think a sort of fit and energetic defence that Brentford will have at the start of the match will, will comfortably deal with those three players that you've mentioned. Um, so yeah, um, false nine, sort of those three up top, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's criminal really that, you know, we've got three injuries to sort of the forward line with Gray, Calvert-Lewin and obviously Richarlison suspended. And I know three, three, you know, injuries, suspensions, it, it's, it's quite a lot, but I look at some of the teams that Everton should be competing with and, you know, I look at teams like Villa and Leicester and West Ham, and if you take out their sort of front three, they've still got something like decent to come off the bench. And you think, well, where where are Everton's options? So really worrying, Mick. But for me, I think if Yerry Mean is back, he's got to play. And it's in, like I said, it's a case of the best 11 players that are fit have to start. And if that means Rafa changing his formation, so be it. Do I think he'll do it? No. Um I'm, I'm sure Ben or, or Lee will be in a better position than me to answer this, but I can't remember a time that Rafa has ever really played three, sort of three, four, three. Um, but that's but that's what I'd go with, mate. Lee, a lot of pressures on Rafa Benitez, his management, his staff, his tenure. He's obviously coming under immense scrutiny. Has he got to really earn his corn now? I know it's backs to the wall for Everton, but has he got to start earning his corn now and proving why? the owners selected him to be our new manager? Well, yeah, the chips are down and the pressure's on. Um, and I know there's been matters out of his control and he's been hard done to with injuries. And indeed, the squad he inherited was a mess. Um, obviously, we've let players go that were never replaced. So he, he, he has had the job on his hands. But listen, the situation is what it is. And he's still got a, man, he's got a responsibility to do the best that he can and find a solution somehow, some way. Um, now, what we don't want to see is the old situation and the old saying, you know, do what you always do and you'll get what you always got. We, we need to see something different. Um, I do agree with what you're saying. I, I, there's definitely an argument for putting all your best players on the pitch that we've got available because beggars can't be choosers at the minute and we haven't got many options. Um, I'd love to see Yerry Mina come back into the side purely because our records with him playing versus our record without him is just so much better. Um, and I think he's a presence, he's a leader. 
Um, he's someone that we can get behind. Um, and I think that could be a massive plus. Decore goes without saying, uh, you know, hopefully he can scrape scrape in and get fit and, and start because he's absolutely huge for us as, we, as we've all identified this season. But Benitez has, has been known as a tactician. He's been known as someone who can, you know, find a way. Um, and yeah, that is what he's paid to do. Um, I don't like the the quote that he came out with immediately after the Man City game with regards to Rondon being fit and ready because I don't he's not fit and ready. He's neither of of the above. He's a an absolutely useless busted flush. He's he's awful. Um, so I agree with Jack. I think there's there's nothing that I've seen from him that would make me trust that he's going to make any sort of impact on any game in the, in the Premier League. So we need to find another option. Now, Ellis Sims and Dobbin, obviously they're doing well at under-23 level, but I do concede that they're perhaps not ready for this level. But would they just create a problem? Would they be nuisances? Would they provide an energy? And I'm thinking also, would they give the away fans a lift? And we're going to need the fan, they're gonna, the support and the backing of the fans because by all accounts, you know, the Evertonians I've spoken to who went on Sunday, you know, it was really quiet because... It was there was almost an air of inevitability about it all. Whereas I, thought, I think if we were to see an Ellis Sims or a Dobbin given a chance, you know, we'd all be right behind them. And it just it's something a bit different. It give, gives the the fans a bit of a lift, and maybe it gives the the players a bit more of a responsibility to help them through and show the way in the game. So maybe that's the answer. Starting to be up front um, sounds horrific, doesn't it? Oh, it just makes me want to be sick in my mouth. All of this, um, but. What what other options have we got? You know, we're really, really up against it at the minute. So yeah, it's over to you, Benitez. I'm not envious at all. Um that that I'm not in that position because it's difficult. Hopefully in the coming weeks things will get a little get a little bit easier with players dripping back. But for now, I mean this is the tip of the iceberg. This this is this is the hardest that it's been. Um and I don't envy, like I say, I don't envy Benitez one little bit. Um, so I'm glad I'm not the manager. We can sit here and talk about it and dissect it and guess all day long. But he's the one who's going to make the decisions and he's the one who will take the, well, he's either going to take the credit at the end of the game or he's going to have to take the criticism. I hope it's the, the former. Ben, we've spoke about leaders numerous times on numerous podcasts. Is This is where we're now going to see what this Everton team are made of. I know one game isn't going to make a season, win or lose, down at Brentford. But Seamus Coleman, Fabian Dalf, Alan, Michael Keane, there's some experienced players in that team that have probably faced these sort of moments during their career numerous times. They've now got to show what they're all about, haven't they? Yeah, we need someone to really step up to the plate. But like I said before, quite frankly, I can't see any of these players getting the game by the scruff of the neck and taking us through this bad patch because it is now a bad patch and it's a real... It's a concern for me. So how do we tackle it? I don't know. This is what the manager gets paid a lot of money to do. He's got to work with what he's got. Obviously, Richarlison suspended as well on top of the other four that I mentioned before. It really is back to the wall. You start looking through the squad and as the boys, Jack and Lee, were talking there now, I was having a little look at the squad and it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know what formation, how we're going to tackle it on Sunday. I really don't know. I don't know how on earth we're going to get some sort of performance. But somebody needs to step up. Either Coleman needs to get, get a grip of the, being the captain of our football club and drag the players through, try and fire them up. But it's just not 
at the level that we require. His heart's in the right place. It always has been. But he's just not that standard for me anymore, which is a real shame. And it's quite sad to say, really. So who then? You, you look at Fabian Delph. Didn't have his best game against City. He's performed quite well this season. Got a poor game. <laughs> who else is there? Michael Keane probably doesn't want to know. Ben Godfrey's been a shadow of his former self. Lucas Dean's French international. He should have a bit of a bit of a, a bit of bottom in that in that Everton dressing room. Alan as well played for Brazil. <laughs> it's there are good players in this team, but it's it's working a system to benefit all. And I had a chat with you, Mick, this week, and I'd be tempted to go well three at the back, three centre halves, and wing backs, and Lucas Dean and Seamus Coleman. Delph Holden, I pray to God that the Corway somehow miraculously fit. I'd have him in there with Alan pushing on. And then again, <laughs> the striker situation. It's been a bit of an outcry from some blues on Twitter regarding the Wobie as to, to play in his preferred position as the central attacking midfielder and like a 10 just behind the striker. Now, for me, He's lacking the basics of football at the moment. He's a player who's got no confidence. And sadly, I cannot see it working out for Everton whatsoever. And I'd like to cash in. But look, he's part of the squad now. And we need Alex Awobi, Nigerian international, to really step up and create something because he's probably the only creative player there. Then up front, who do you go? Do you waste the space with Toshun or, or Rondon? I don't know. I really don't know. Like I said, I watched the under-23s last night. Dobbin looks energetic. But against the big centre-half partnership, the, the, the difference in class is astronomical. It's not that easy just to step in. So, But again, like Lisa, I make a good point. Maybe we just run around and be a nuisance. But it's going to be a very difficult performance all around. So we're going to need somebody to step up to the plate. But there are internationals in this team. And they can't shy away, Mick. This is the time to stand up and fight for this football club. Show the fans that you want to play for this football club and try and get a result. Somehow try and pick up three points. Jack, I know you, you weren't on the last podcast. And just going back to that sort of subject on the last podcast, we were talking about at what point will fans maybe start revolting, protesting, um, sticking back after games at Goodison Park to, to get answers from the Everton board and... and find out what the plan is, where we're going. At what point do you think, or how close now do you think the Evertonians are to, to that sort of thing? Do you think it's one or two games away? Um, I, I would say, Mick, in, in some factions of the fan base, it's probably already begun. Um, I'm not saying necessarily protests, but I think there's a lot of unrest towards the board. Um, and, I, and I think that's... I wouldn't say that's a particularly a new thing. Um, my worry is, and I, and I think Lee touched on it earlier or just before we came on air, I think if the result is not positive against Brentford and then three days later, Liverpool come to Goodison, and, and let's look, let's be brutally honest about this. This Liverpool side could easily put five past Everton. Uh, easily, Okay. Um, you know they, they've they've just put four past Arsenal, a team that were showing some you know signs of form and had had a good little run. They've put five past Man United. They score goals for fun. This team, um, I think, if it got quite ugly in the derby, um, that's when I, th I think the word you might have used, Mick, was toxic. 
Um, I think Goodison would then. Um, but but for me, I, I'm a little bit reluctant to to criticise Benitez too much. I, I think Ben and Lee have both made good points. You know, he he's inherited an an unbalanced, a low in quality, and to be quite honest, yeah, quite weak mentally. So, you know, football players a squad. Um, they are lacking so much character. It's unbelievable. And I think Benitez is probably now realising what, what a huge job this is. So I'm very reluctant to criticise Benitez. And, and, and what I would say about going to Brentford on Sunday, if you look at the managers that Everton have had since David Moyes, you know, Martinez, Coman, Silva, Allardyce, Ancelotti, Benitez, David Unsworth, um, if I had to pick one manager out of that lot to get us a result on Sunday with injuries and suspensions and a lack of form, it would be Rafa Benitez because I think he will set the team up to be quite compact and solid. Um, so he's the one I would pick out of all of them to get us a result. So he's not the problem for me. I know he's made maybe some substitutions that can be questionable. Um, I know, you know, I think it was Ben was making a comment about Rondon, you know, he's, He's obviously got some faith and loyalty to Rondon. I think it's probably misplaced. It's probably the best way to describe it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm not confident about Sunday, Nick, but I think with Rafa in charge, one thing we can expect is to hopefully be quite compact, organised. And and like we've said on here, he, he will have a game plan. He will have a game plan. Um, you know, I, I, I think this could be a, a real big game for Anthony Gordon. I've just got a feeling that he, you know, he's, he, he's playing all right, I think, Gordon. Um, and he obviously had a really good game in the, I think it was the under-21s for England, you know, scoring a couple. Um, and I know he hasn't yet scored for the first team for Everton, but I, I think if we can, you know, get the ball to him and get him isolated with someone, he's got a little bit of unpredictability about him. And I don't think the opposition will know a lot about him. Um, and, I, and I can just see him having quite a big game on Sunday. Lee, if things don't go to plan on Sunday, Everton can find themselves as low as 16th if results go against us. So I know I've asked the question to Jack. I'm going to ask the same question to you. Heading then into the derby, and I know we are looking you know, a game ahead of ourselves. Do you think Everton fans might even avoid going to Goodison Park to watch the game? Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of it will perhaps say that they will. But when it comes down to it, it's difficult to, especially for Adar, because it, there's always the what-if factor. Um, but Mick, I'll be honest, it's a good question because I've asked myself the question, do I really want to go? Do I really want to go next Wednesday? Because, listen, this is a poor Everton side. I think we've all said it. We've all conceded it. I think you, you can't deny it. We're, we're, we're not a great side. And with the injuries that we've got, you know, you're looking, are we even a, a lower half premiership side? you you know, with the injuries that we've got, and like Jack said, there, this is this is as much as it pains me to say, a very very good Liverpool outfit. You know, possibly the best Liverpool team, or up there with the best Liverpool teams that there's been in my adult life, and they will be licking their lips at the prospect of coming to Goodison Park and really rubbing salt in our wounds and kicking us when we're down, because they're good at doing that. Um, and, you know, their fans will be looking forward to it. I think they'll be looking forward to the whole scenario of Benitez being our manager and us 
struggling how we are and then coming to us and coming to our place and, and beating us in our own backyard and you can just imagine all the Benitez shouts and listen, Evertonians, we're a passionate bunch. We've gone through a lot, more than we should have done um, in recent years and everyone's got a breaking point and a point where they go, hang on, no, you know, we've had enough embarrassment, enough disappointment to last us 10 lifetimes, never mind one. And there's got to be a time where voices are going to be heard um, and, I, and I fear that will be it. And let's be honest, even if we were to, even if we do beat Brentford on Sunday, yes, it'll be a nice temporary short-term boost, but that still won't change the fact that Liverpool will be heavy favourites going into that game and could theoretically give us a hiding and Goodison Park won't be a nice place to be. So I think people will go, I think the vast majority still will go, but whether they'll still be there on 60 minutes, 70 minutes is another question. Will people be in the cars or running down those side streets down County Road after 60 minutes? I know I might be um, because it's painful and I, and I wouldn't take any enjoyment in watching them giving us a spanking. Um, you know, and, and I don't think I'd get anything from staying until the final whistle. I think I'd just do me talking with my feet. Uh, but I can't speak on behalf of all Evertonians. Everyone's different. But it's not a attractive proposition, let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, we are thinking a game ahead. Um, let's just hope that we can find a win and some confidence from somewhere and then hope that the old saying, form book goes out the window in a derby, actually comes back and means something again. Um because that's what we're going to have to rely on. And that and a hell of a lot of luck. Mm, yeah. <laughs> ben, going back to the, the Brentford game, how key is it for Everton not to concede early? You'd imagine Brentford are going to come out fast and hard at the Everton players, knowing that Everton are under immense pressure. And we're going to probably be under the cosh, maybe for, for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. So how important is it that Everton stand tall, stand big, keep it tight, ride the initial wave and grow into the game? Yeah, they're going to come out fit and fire. And look, they need a result as well. They're, they're, they're desperate for a win. Like you said, they haven't gone on a real good run of form and pressure starting to mount on them. And we're both at the wrong end of the table. A draw is a bad result for probably both sides, to be honest. So they're both wanting to try and get a fast start. We just probably need to see out the early stages because they're going to come out as like 100 mile an hour and hope that we can get a tiny bit of quality from someone somewhere to get us that, just nick a goal, get a goal, just try, do anything to get the three points because we're, we're desperate in need of it. We just need to get them three points under our belts. It lifts the fan base, it lifts the manager, probably lift the players and going into that derby, which I'm absolutely petrified about. I'm not looking forward to that whatsoever. And let's just hope for some sort of reaction, Mick, to be honest. I don't, like I said before, I don't think we're going to get it, but I'll just pray and that they can come up with something, surprise me, surprise all the fan base, because we expect more, we want more. We've, we've obviously had a bit of the rant over the the weekend regards to the boards, but we don't want to make that about this, about that. This is a the players now against Brentford need to perform, perform for the shirt, perform for the badge and perform so the fans can get behind you. Because if you perform well, we'll sing your name and we'll get behind you. But as Lee said there, and you quite rightly said, Mick, the atmosphere was a bit dead at Manchester City. Um, I think that was just a bit of waiting for a, a never-ending doom, to be honest. I think we all knew what was coming, but it was just trying to see out the wave. So, yeah, we need to not concede early because we know what we've been like over the past few seasons about coming back from when we go one or two nil down. I know things were different early on in this season, 
but we had a fallen fit and firing squad. Now, Mina, hopefully he's back. He can offer a bit of aerial presence from corners, which he's due a goal. And he needs to get wrapped up in cotton wool because I don't think Michael Keane's the answer long-term for me either. So we need the, the, the injuries back soon, like as soon as possible, without causing too much concern. So now obviously Calvert-Lewin's getting eased back in slowly. But we need someone with a bit of a focal point, someone who's going to create something, goals, like Jack said as well. I think this could be a good game for Anthony Gordon. I feel like he could be really key to going forward and getting at players, getting at trying to create something because he does need numbers to his game. I, I like how war he is. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near the first team this season, but he's an integral part of it now and we need <laughs> we need every minute of him possible. So just need to get him some numbers on it, get his first goal, get a few assists and just see where we're at. But we, it's imperative, Mick, that we don't concede early doors because that'll just knock the fans, knock the players and it'll just be toxic early doors. Jack, Ben touched on the fans there. How important is it now that the fans get behind the players? Obviously, there's a lot of animosity towards Rafa Benitez, the the board and everything else that goes with it. But how important is it once that for, uh, once the whistle goes that the fans get behind the players? Because right now, the players need the fans, don't they? They really, really do. And obviously, down at Brentford, it's not a big stadium. I know there's only less than 2,000 Evertonians in the corner. But they need to be heard, don't they, Jack? And they need to really get behind the players and try and drag them over the line. Absolutely, Mick. Um it's the it's the you know it's the old sort of chicken and the egg though, isn't it? It's do the fans rally the players, or do the players give something for the fans to get behind? Um, you know, the, 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 fan, the fans will be with the players. But I'm, I'm under no doubt about that. Um, I know, you know, I, I know the atmosphere might not have been particularly good at the weekend at Man City, but that will be down partly down to the fact that you'd have had to have been an eternal optimist to think that Everton were going to go there and get something. But I think even though it's, you know, shocking run of form, loads of players out, there'll be fans going to Brentford at the weekend thinking really that Everton should still get something and could still win that football match. So the, the, the fans will go there with a bit of hope. I'm sure they will. Um, but like you said, Mick, it's, it's vital that the fans are with the players because like I touched upon these group of players are so weak mentally and have such a lack of character belief um I, I, it's you know Ben made a cracking point that if if they concede early oh, god knows what will happen to some of those players you'll just see them shrink and be, you know will cower and they'll become well, I just dread to think, Mick, what someone like, and I, and I hate picking on players, but if they concede early, you know, Michael Keane's confidence is rock bottom already. And if they were to concede early, you know, what's the, what will the remaining of the match be like for him? Um, but one thing I will say is if it is nil-nil after half an hour, it gives something for the players. You know, it's half an hour, haven't conceded. You can build on that. You know, you, you don't you don't concede a goal, Mick. Everton aren't going to lose. It's, you know, it's obvious. Keep it tight. Nothing silly in the first fifteen minutes. And I know, I for one will be behind the behind the players, Mick. I know we all will be. What is there? You've said under two thousand. Um, but those sort of fifteen hundred to two thousand fans that are going to be there, they need to make it. You know, the, the noise of five thousand, six thousand, um, because the players are going to need us. But like I said, the players have got to give 
buzz the fans something to get behind. And it might be a really good run from Gordon. It might be a really strong tackle from Dalfour Allan. Um, it, it, you know, a goal would be would be great early on. But yeah, um, we, the players need us, and I'm sure that we will be behind on Mick come Sunday lunchtime. And Lee, we've come to that time again. It is prediction time. Everton face Brentford at the Brentford Community Stadium on Sunday. It's a two pm kickoff. What is your prediction? Oh, my word. It's such a hard one. I just don't know. Um, well, I predict you'll all be hungover, so you best, you best not get behind the players and not be too hungover. Um, but also, I think, I don't know, a lot for me depends on who we select up front. It's, it's that simple. I've done one of these before where I honestly do think playing Rondon's like playing 10 men. And I know I sound like a broken record and I know I'm probably going to annoy people and I don't mean to single him out, but he's that bad. Um, and I think his presence in the team has a really negative influence on a lot more of, of the rest of the team and the fans as well. Um, so I'm going to say if he starts, I think we'll lose. I think we'll lose 2-0. If he doesn't and we try something a little bit different, I think it'll energise us and I think we'll sneak it 1-0. 1-0. Ben, what's your prediction? Um, again I'm, I'm really it's a difficult one it's, I'm not expecting anything I think the best case scenario is going to be a draw I think I'm going to go for 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one for Ben and Jack um, I'm, I'm going to be positive Mick I'm going to be positive I think if Yerry Mina starts I think Everton can nick this um, and I, I think they'll nick it I, like Lee said I think they can nick it 1-0 some optimism here, lads. And I am going to go 2-1 Brentford. I think we'll concede late on just to compound our misery. And that is all we've got time for. Everton face Brentford on Sunday at the Brentford Community Stadium, a 2pm kickoff, which again is live on Sky. And we will be back Monday with all the fallout, all the talk from that trip down to Brentford and then also the Derby special as we build up the pre-match talk to Everton versus Liverpool the first Merseyside Derby of the season in the meantime have a great week and we'll see you Monday take care and all the very best thank you